Hey, I'm Rich Hunter-Rice and welcome to the 3%ers Business Coaching Podcast, Season 2. hope you are well hope you're having a great week so if my voice sounds a bit croaky I have to apologize but yes I have finally been struck down and confirmed to have the dreaded C yes COVID has got me Um, time of recording this is Wednesday the 10th of August and I'm four days in still testing positive but feeling a hell of a lot better just extremely thankful for the fact of the NHS and being vaccinated, because I can imagine it could be absolutely horrible without this. Anyway, that is enough about me. Today's interview. Now, this is a really good one. I must have recorded this four or five weeks ago, and the gentleman's name I'm interviewing today is Doug Peterson. Now, I talk about this a lot. The 3%ers Business Coaching Podcast is all about inspiring people. And actually, the reality is, it's all about inspiring me as well. And I have to say, Doug had a real impact on me when we spoke. And I'm sure we will be lifelong friends. And the little tip that he shares around journaling has worked extremely well for me. Uh, And as such, I am now journaling every single day and haven't missed a beat since I recorded this session. So after years of trying and trying and not getting away with journaling or not making it work or just found it wasn't having any impact on me, Doug, whatever you did, mate, it absolutely worked and uh, I, I haven't looked back. So anyway, I will chat about that after the interview, but there are tons and tons of gold nuggets being dropped here by Doug. His experience is phenomenal. I hope you enjoy the interview. Hi, Doug. Good afternoon to you. Would you like to just introduce yourself and explain exactly who you are, what you do, please? Sure. I am Doug Peterson. Uh, I live in Kirkland, Washington in the U.S., and I focus on cash flow. And so what that is, is helping people manage their personal and business cash flow, deciding where their money goes before they spend it, instead of wondering where it went, and being proactive on deciding what they want to do. And it's just not taught. So many people don't really understand where they are financially, and it's a foundational piece to being successful in your personal life and your business life. 100%. Very interesting uh, topic to talk about. I could talk about this for hours. How did you get started? I mean, what's... What's your background? What's brought you to this point where you are today? So I've had uh, six companies. A couple of them haven't gone well. So I've had to dig myself out of problems. I've been self-employed for 40 years. I started in my 20s, early 20s. And I've been doing executive coaching and mentoring for the last 18 years. And in 2018, I thought, do I want to keep doing this or do I want to make a bigger impact in people's lives? So I thought about what's a huge problem and what's been a problem for me? And it's money, it's cash flow. There's a lot of businesses out there with fantastic ideas and they run out of money. And there are people that are living, have great lives and they're overspending and they have tension in their marriages and 
their health suffers, their business suffers, they're borrowing one for the other. So I thought if I can come up with a system to solve that problem for people, even though it's not rocket science, people don't do it. I can make a huge impact in people's lives. Uh, massively, it's huge. I mean, just to further what you've just said then, it's um, people do the strangest things, from my experience, when they don't have money and they don't think rationally or they don't plan things. They just do stuff that can be really dangerous sometimes to the business, to themselves and everything else. It just makes people, it pushes people into corners, makes them react in the most strangest ways I see. You must have seen a lot of that. Well, I have, but the opposite is true too. When you have a lot of money, you have a lot more choices. We tend just as people to slowly, insidiously raise our overhead, personal and in business, because it's easy and we have enough money. Then all of a sudden we need a lot of money just to survive. And we think, how can I get by on that? When it was twice what we were living on before. So people don't realize that they're mortgaging their future. One of the things I wanna work toward for people, if they want it, is a paycheck optional lifestyle. Retirement, I think, is overrated. The most successful people I've talked to are still active and engaged and doing things, but they don't necessarily have to do it for money. But if you decide to spend all your money as you go, well, it's very hard to build wealth. And I think the simplest way to build wealth is to live within your means for a long time. It's not exciting, it's not racy, it's not a huge windfall, but it gives you a lot of peace of mind. And having your spouse on the same page, which I wish I was so enlightened that I could say I've had that throughout our marriage, but it wasn't until 2016 that we really got on the same page and it changed everything. Yeah, I can imagine. Okay, so 40 years of business ownership, entrepreneurship, uh, that's really, really impressive. So what does, what does um, entrepreneurship mean to you? Well, it's really deciding to work on something that you're interested in, that you feel like you can provide value. If people are doing it just to make money and get rich, it's a hard road because it takes a lot of time. Now, the old joke of entrepreneurs is you can work any 12 hours you want. It takes a lot of time and energy, but the perks, when it's going well, you can guide the ship yourself. You can build out new products. I can shift from doing executive coaching and mentoring to building a business that doesn't sell any products and doesn't manage investments and doesn't uh, have, you know, build long-term financial plans. It fills a niche that didn't exist. And I think the creativity, I think that drives an awful lot of entrepreneurs is being able to create something that is better than is out there. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take that. So what's been the best single piece of advice you've ever received? In, anywhere? Yeah, anywhere. Wow. Um, the single piece of advice. I heard one line that I think is brilliant. And it's, if you don't put effort into creating what you want, you'll put even more effort into coping with what you get. Oh, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. I should I should go back and yeah, yeah, yeah that's a, I've not heard that before that's amazing love it okay so if you won ten million dollars tomorrow how would it change your life what would you what would you spend it on you know I'm really really fortunate that I'm at a stage in my life where I've had stuff and I've also had 
not tons of stuff, not lots of riches, but we had a partnership and a sailboat and enjoyed that. And, you know, with everything comes maintenance. And I've got a couple of granddaughters right now, and I'm really interested in simplifying. Uh, as COVID hopefully continues to improve, I love to travel, love to travel with my wife. I would continue this business and I would lower my costs and I'd hire a couple of people because I'd have enough money. I don't need $10 million to be paycheck optional. Mm -hmm. I just don't. At some point, there's enough where you don't get more fulfillment by having more stuff and more money. And sure, there's no income you can't have spend. I have clients that are spending $50,000 a month net. You could imagine that. So how many pounds is that? That's a lot. It's a lot. Of, yeah, it's a lot. But I'm very, another great answer. Another great answer. I love that simplifying life statement. And again, that's a journey. Anyone who's been following me for any period of time know that's a, that's a journey I've been on. And in fact, I'm happy to report I've just donated another full bag of clothes and things I just don't want. It's all condensing down that bit further. So the charity charity shop local to where I am was, is, yeah, winning again with more clothes. And it's just getting less and less and less. There's something quite freeing about having that simplistic lifestyle. And not having loads and loads of stuff. Yeah, yeah. How long, how long have you been on this journey then? How, when did you discover this yourself? Well, uh, in 1998, I wrote a life plan. And the life plan didn't have to do with building empires. It had to do with creating a lifestyle that I wanted. And it started out with me personally, my wife, my kids, my parents my friends and family, with the idea that if you had three months to live, that's where you'd spend your time. And I, and I of course, put faith in, the, in the, on the top with myself, whatever your own beliefs are. I'm not here to change anybody. But I think that's the core. And then I go into recreation. What do you do to fill yourself up? Contribution. What do you do to support and help and give back for all the things you've done? And then how do you create a profession that will allow you to do that? So get priorities straight is a manifestation of how do I build a business with some criteria? I can work from anywhere, so I can travel. I can work for anyone anywhere. I can, can guide my own hours. It's appointment-based. And I can enjoy my family and my friends and continue to... It's a constant battle trying to simplify. It really is. You know, I think there's a futurist I heard when he said that as we... Uh, get older in life, we have three things we want more of. Less complexity, less stuff, and better relationships. So part of that simplification is how do I really invest in the relationships I really care about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great way of uh, an outlook on life. Cool. Okay, next question then. So three things that motivate you in life. Uh... Faith, family, and fun. I just, uh, you know, I feel like I have a strong uh, spiritual life. Uh, my wife is the most important person in my life, and we've been married for 40 years this year. And I've got two grandkids and three great kids. And uh, just enjoying life. I like to sing karaoke. Uh, I actually like a lot doing the work I do because I get to know people well, and I get to come beside them and encourage them and, and teach, and they teach me just as much. I really enjoy that. I like that. Now, I'm going to have to, ask, based on that answer, I'm going to have to ask you a bonus question here. So, karaoke song of choice? Uh, well, a little old school. Uh, 
I got a several though. Mac the Knife, Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Very cool. I, I got a whole long list. Folsom Prison Blues by Johnny Cash, just all kinds of random different things. Yeah, Straight yeah, yeah. That's very cool. <laughs> cool. Loving it. Um, so do you have a morning routine? Do I have what a, can a, you do a morning routine? A morning one routine. Of things, yeah, one of the things that interests me is watching, you know, you talk about top performers and about how they don't retire. One of the other things I see is that a lot of performers, uh, top performers, have a specific routine, whether it's in the morning or throughout the course of the day. And it's something that's interests me, finding out more about people. Is that anything that you do? Is there a specific routine that you have? I do. I work to, you know, I live in Seattle, so sometimes it's pretty rainy, but I work to get out and exercise daily, either uh, going for a walk or doing some uh, something over YouTube, or I have a, a trainer twice a week. So that's one piece. I also spend some time listening to some podcasts of areas of interest or business because I'm interested in that stuff. And uh, I also write in a journal uh, six things, uh, three things that I'm grateful for and three things that will make today great. Yeah, you made the list today, by the way. I get to do a podcast oh, wow. UK. <laughs> I'm honored. That's really cool. And that's, again, that's a really cool answer. Journaling, it's such an interesting um, topic. Uh, I've always struggled with it myself, but I know some of my clients get great results out of it. And it's something I keep saying, I keep trying and keep trying and keep just persevering maybe a month at a time. And uh, yeah, so three, thi uh, three things that are good and three things that are going to make today great. Yeah, these things I'm grateful for and three things that'll make today great. And it just begins to focus your mind on gratitude and yeah, looking yeah. for what's good. But yeah, here, can absolutely. I give you a tip on how to journal? Please do. Okay, so. Have you ever heard of tiny, tiny little habits? Yep. Okay, the idea is, you know, if you're brushing your teeth, you floss one tooth. It's a tiny habit. Now, once you're flossing, you might as well finish. Well, find a time and a routine. When I sit down at my desk, I pull up my journal on my computer and write the date. And consider that success. If you've written the date, you might think of something you're grateful for. And I have already typed in there three things I'm grateful for with three bullets three things that I uh, will make today great, three bullets so I can cut and paste it. But if I'm busy, I won't even cut and paste it. I'll write one thing I'm grateful for. I got the date in my journal and you move on. We make things way too hard. We give a pound of flesh when an ounce will do. I'm making notes, this is amazing. Uh, this is why I love these podcast series so much, inspiring people. And you know, already if a few minutes in here and the inspiration you've given me, I'm about a, a half a page for your notes. This is really cool. Thank you for this. Uh, my next question was going to be, how do you continue to better educate yourself or learn? Now, you've mentioned podcasts already. Is there anything else particularly that you do? Well, I'm an audio learner. I, 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 I don't like to sit down and just read, but I do love to listen to things. So I'm a voracious audiobook listener. And I like those actually better than podcasts. But there's a couple of podcasts I like to follow. Um, one, the particular founder of the product that I use does some neat stuff for budgeting. Um, but that's the main thing, uh, spending time listening. And then I also have a mastermind group that I've been part of since 1998. And it's been going since 1980. Believe it or not, we have an 85-year-old member. And uh, that's a group to grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. And it's not a religious order, but you have all these it's all men in this case. And there's about seven, eight of us that usually about four or five show up on a, on a Thursday. 
and we just talk about everything. We problem solve. We share from experiences, and you just learn a lot from each other. Absolutely. So you meet every week. Every other week. It meant every, every week, week for years, but uh, we've switched to every other week or twice twice a month actually. First and second and fourth Thursdays. I think it's a very powerful way of expressing yourself and killing the fat, we'd say over here, and just you know, uh, listening, learning, building yourself, developing. I think that's just a, a really, really cool idea. So, where well, are we now? Twenty. Let me add one more comment to that. My experience in life is that men are terrible at building relationships, long-term relationships, and there's some discussion of a body of knowledge that says, well, men do stuff together. You know, they go hunting or they go sailing or they do stuff together, but they don't just get together to get together. And this builds a long-term relationship. I've got guys I've known for 25 years here um, where you're seeing each other regularly. And you really need to be very intentional about that if you want to build really good relationships. And I've met so many people. I owned a recruiting company at one point they would change jobs and they wouldn't have any friends. They were all work-related. They wouldn't invest and build friends outside. So I really recommend that, especially for men, but I think it's true for everyone, that we invest in people we like, trust, and respect and, and build those relationships. Because in the long run, what else is there when you have two months to live? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And we never think about it. Well, the majority of people don't think about it until it's too late. So yeah, again, cracking answer. Thank you for that. So 2022, what do you think the world's going to look like in five years' time? Boy, at the rate of change we're going, uh, it's difficult to say. You know, I have a feeling that the higher tech we go, and this was out of megatrends that came out in 2000, the higher touch we're going to need to be. So we're going to be doing these things in Zoom, and granted, we can see each other now and across the world. But people are going to want people-to-people -people contact uh, more. Maybe not necessarily always going to work. I think the, the trend toward working remotely and, and not having all be in the same place is going to continue because we no longer need the economies of scale of phone systems together and, and all that. Um, so I think there's going to be more high touch with people. I think there's going to be a lot of innovation because we are just <laughs> a rocket ship of coming up with new ideas and it's a little scary too to see just how much uh, intelligence people have on us you know the, the one one concern i do have is the ability for people to access everything you have i mean you continually hear about great agencies and businesses that get hacked and have everything about you so that's a concern i think also the whole banking industry is going to change and I mm -hmm. really don't know where that's going, but uh, it's yeah. going to change a lot. Yeah, it's going for rapid change over here now, and I'm sure it's the same over there. We've seen some changes with very big uh, legacy banking uh, establishments, and much small, talented banks, which are much more nimble, much easier to work with. And yeah, it's changing rapidly. But I think it's going to be a very interesting five year period. But as you say, yeah, I don't disagree with anything you said there. Okay, so. Uh, what's your biggest failure and what did you learn from the experience? The reason, obviously, failure is quite a negative term, but the reason why I like talking about this, again, it's it's all about that mindset around failure. And some people, you know, it's it's part of growth and part of being successful is having those, whether you call it failure, you call it a mishap or whatever else. But I think it's good to recognize and discuss these things. So 
go back to the question, what, what has been your biggest failure and what did you learn from the experience? Well, the one that hurt the most was when I was building up a company in my early 20s and I got up to 22 people. It was a cleaning service, cleaning restaurants, office buildings, boats. We did high-rise window cleaning uh, and some residential and I grew way too fast and I built a house of cards and real estate had been really going up in this area back then. So I used my house as collateral and got a loan and the business failed. And I, you had a, I didn't have credit. So I had a friend that I promised the house to if it failed. So I quick claimed the house to that person. So they owned it now. I had to go bankrupt. I had to voluntarily repo my car because I had no income. And I was at a really low point. I was 26 years old, and I thought I had just ruined my life. My house had gone up over double, and I lost it all. And I felt pretty worthless. And that's part of what has driven what I'm doing now, because I didn't have any resources to know what to do to get out of that. And I don't just work with people that are struggling financially but we all have some challenge that way. So that drove me to really start learning about how do you do this? Now, did I master it then? No, it, <laughs> I still had no mentor. I really don't think they teach cash flow very well. People don't <laughs> manage very well, but it did, did impress me and it gave me a lot of empathy because I don't judge people. I don't care where you are. I've probably been close to it. Oh, by the way, I also I also owed our, the Internal Revenue Service thirty thousand dollars when I, after I'd gone bankrupt and didn't have any assets or anything, and they charge like thirty percent penalties. I mean, it's just brutal. So yeah, that was pretty low. Amazing. No, absolutely, I can imagine. But I, again, as you say, I can understand where you are, why, um, why you are where you are, and what you do now. That's uh, such a valuable service. Okay, I, I, so I, have a, I have a quote for you, though, excuse me for interrupting, that no, I like. Please do, I like my quotes. Can you that, hit me? That, that helps me through this. And it's not that I'm a champion, but champions are rarely chosen from the ranks of the unscarred. People think they have to go through life and not make mistakes and not have problems and not fall down. I am more skeptical of working with someone that hasn't worked through a problem than someone that's had a charmed life. Because you know how they're going to react going through that problem. You don't know if they haven't been through. What's going to happen when the pressure's on? Yeah, absolutely. And I think most people, most people I've met who said they haven't had any challenges so far, they're probably lying in the film as well. Or they don't want to, be, they can't talk about it, like we said already, especially from a male point of view. But yeah, never crack, never crack an answer. So if you could be remembered for just one thing, what would you like that to be? Say that again, if I could, what? If you could be remembered for one thing, say oh. 20 years in the future, if you could be remembered for just one thing, what would that be? That people trust me. Just being trustworthy, I think, is, is really key. I've, I've followed a quote that Warren Buffett said that I learned in the 90s, because you can tell I like quotes. He said, all my money has given me the ability to only work with people I like, trust, and respect. And so I want to be one of those people. 
listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a, a similar geek around. I love a good quote and I'm always using them. So yeah, there's some gold coming out here. Thank you very much. So what's the one bit of advice that everyone needs right now? It's back to that comment of gratitude. We are so in a hurry. If I, you know, when we're younger, boy, you know, if I can get through college, if I can get a good job, if I can get married, if I can have kids, if I can make a bunch of money, we're, we're always chasing something else. And we just don't realize how good we have it. And I think we need to be cognizant every day of being grateful and letting people around us know how grateful we are for them. Because we tend to just get in a hurry and life passes us by and we don't look back and say, boy, you know, I was doing so well. I was making money. I, I didn't enjoy it. I was always reaching. There's this book called The Gap and the Gain where people are always looking at the gap where they want to be instead of looking at how far they've come and what they've got. Even if what they've got is not this picture of what they ultimately want, they're always living in the gap, which is unfulfilling. So mm. I think if we can live and be grateful what they have today, it doesn't mean you don't have goals and you don't work hard and you don't strive and you don't want stuff. That's all fine. But it's really understanding how, how blessed we are. 100%. 100%. Completely agree. Okay, so that wraps it up. I mean, absolute massive gold you just dropped there, Doug. So I really appreciate you coming on today. Where can my listeners find you online? How can they connect with you, hook up with you, and uh, yeah, find out more about what you're doing, all the great stuff? Well, I work a lot over Zoom, and my website is getpriorityStraight.com, uh, .com, but that's kind of a lot to write out. So if you just go to schedulewithdoug.com, it'll take you to my calendar, it'll have my website link, it'll have my phone number, and I'd be happy to have a conversation with anybody. Fantastic. And yeah, you can tell the, the experience you've got and the outlook in life is second to none. I highly recommend it's worthwhile for anyone. Uh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for your time. That has been really, really insightful. I've got, as I say, a stack of notes here. Are you uh, journaling? So I shall report back. But yeah, I think you've literally changed my, uh, my whole outlook on journaling right there. You know, we make stuff too hard. That's, that's, yeah. maybe, that's maybe the other piece of advice, right? Let's just not make it so hard. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. Really appreciate that. It's a pleasure being here. And it's great to be in the UK. Such great wisdom shared there by Doug. I really, really appreciate that. It was a really, really good session. Such honesty. Um, so much knowledge shared. But also what a really inspiring vision that Doug has of the world. You know, he's been there. He's done that. He's very, very open about it and willing to share to help other people stop other people going through the same mistakes basically there's my alarm tells me it's time it's time to finish um and the other thing is always a lover of great quotes being shared as well so um the journaling thing as i said at the beginning it has literally rocked my world so if you go to the show notes i will include a download to the link i'll share a page of what i use to journal with and hopefully this can help you as well but that's it from this uh hope you enjoyed this uh as always subscribe I look forward to sharing with you next Friday morning, 8 o'clock BST. Have a great day.
Thanks for joining me for this latest episode of the Three Percenters Business Coaching Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed it. So if you've got any feedback, you hunt any further information, or you know some amazing people we need to be talking to, please get in contact. Simply drop us an email to info at minervagrowth.co.uk. Have an amazing day. Thank you.